The following episode of Criterionauts will be discussing the movie Antichrist, which will delve into some rather horrific and disgusting bodily mutilation-y things. So if that's something that you do not want to hear about, uh, you may want to skip this episode. films that explore the classic love story yeah between a man and his wife and their recently departed dead infant well you know it's it's way better if you can work a dead infant into yeah. the bedroom it's 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 the wow. little twist that, that took really about keeps it going 15 seconds to get uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair that's how the movie starts it yeah. starts uncomfortable yeah uh, it, it it dives into it just as quickly as we did. Almost as quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that this is probably one of the only movies we have done so far that I've seen before this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I I've saw most of the other one, or most of it beforehand, and it, uh, like, during slow-mo, long slow-mo sequences, I would, like, skip a couple minutes. This time that's I fine. didn't, but this... previously, that's, like, I I did, like, a speed read version of the movie. This was one of the, like, even through Solo, like, I still, like, kind of didn't, I, I guess I, I don't remember having this impulse, but this one, I had the impulse just to turn it off and just be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. This, we'll get into it. Let's, uh, oh, welcome to Criterionauts. <laughs> I am Criterionaut Reinish. I am Criterionaut Brian. And I like that I say Reinish and you say Brian. I know. I know. You're going to mix it up. I do. It's well, fine. people have to know that it's me. Uh, this We're two guys. Two, two explorers of cinema. Cinema. Film. C- film. Have we ever told the story on here why we say, do you like films? I don't think we ever have. M- maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's just, what? but do we have to? Because they're films. And no, if you know films, you know films. But I want to I tell the story real quick about why. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know if you know it. I, it was, we, we went to a birthday party at the, the Irish Line or Red Line or whatever that place is yeah. called. And Kim and Tori went up to the bar. And this dude like to get oh, I a think beer. I have heard this and this story dude before. looks over and is like, "Hey, you guys like films?" And they're like, "What?" And he's like, "You want to buy me a drink?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so it was just like the Bold epitome, of you, sir. Yeah, the epitome of like Hollywood hipster douchey. I like, like how he went straight into it. You yeah. want to buy me a drink? No, no, no. <laughs> you said films, films. idiot. Ew, gross. <laughs> so it it is sort of lived on as a joke of. Uh, what is wrong with the world? <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with film films? So yeah, we're we're gonna delve into another Criterion Collection masterpiece, classic called Antichrist from two thousand nine, spine number five forty two, directed and written by Lars von Trier. Piece of shit from Denmark. Uh, this ah, is... that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark there. There's not much else. Yeah, is that like where 30 Days of Night takes place? Only in Alaska, but over there too? Somewhere like that, like yeah. That? I don't actually think... No, I'm, I think I'm actually thinking more like Norway or something more further north. Cause I think... They got like Vikings and shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
IMDb score of 6.6 with 83,203 votes. Rotten Tomato score of 50% with 81 and 82, positive and negative. That's it's pretty split. It's pretty split. It honestly seems kind of low for a Criterion movie because most of them, like, they might be awful, but they still have higher scores yeah, for, yeah. Some <laughs> for some reason. For some reason. I think this is one of the... films. This might be one of the... F- few that we have watched that has come out since Rotten Tomatoes has been a site. Yeah, which is probably why it's such a low score, because a lot of them are just, they... The the fans go the back. The fans go back, mm-hmm. and the people who, like, do Criterion probably go back and, yeah. like, rate it, versus normal people who are just like, nah, man. <laughs> nah. 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 Uh, all right. This is what Criterion Aboutsky has to say about Antichrist. Look... <clears throat> Lars von Trier shook up the film world when he premiered Antichrist in the, at the 2009 Cannes Film Festival. In this graphic psychodrama, a grief-stricken man and woman, a searing Willem Dafoe and Cannes Best Supporting winner Charlotte Gainsbourg, I believe, Close. retreat to their cabin deep in the woods after the accidental death of their infant son, only to find terror and violence at the hand of nature and, ultimately, each other. But this most confrontational work yet from one of contemporary cinema's most controversial artists is no mere provocation. Is that how you say that word? Provocate? Yeah. Provocation. It is a visually sublime, emotionally ravaging journey to the darkest corners of the possessed human mind, a disturbing battle of the sexes that pits rational psychology against age-old superstition in a profoundly effective horror film. I guess. (laughs) Okay, bro. (laughs) Yeah, sure, man. Whatever. Have you seen any other Lars von Trier stuff before this? What else has he done? Um, He did... Well, this is part one in this unofficial trilogy, which includes Melancholia, I think is what it's called, with Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And then the third one is that two-part Nymphomaniac he just brought out. Oh. So, I guess the the Wikipedia for this movie is actually kind of fascinating, because he wrote the title for the movie first. Like, that was the first thing written. <laughs> ah, Antichrist. Now what's going like, on I want to do a horror thing. Antichrist. And then he wrote this movie, and then his producer partner, I guess, spoiled the original ending to this movie, which was supposed to be a reveal that it wasn't God who created the Earth, it was Satan. Okay. Which I think was kind of a, that's a, kind of a good ending. That's a good ending. It's at least an ending. Yeah. Versus what happened. Yeah. And then he, like, shoved off production and started rewriting, but in the middle, like, had a really serious bout of depression. <laughs> and he's, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but so he, like, shelved it. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a movie again. Mm-hmm. And then went through treatment and eventually came back around and write this. And then this became the first in what they call the Depression Trilogy, which is Antichrist. Uh, Appropriate. Yeah, Melancholia and... Yeah, I've, I've heard melancholia is very depressing. I've heard people say it's good, but it's like depressing, and I'm like, I, it's about. I don't think I need to see it then. People living right before a planet crashes into Earth, right? Which something. is kind of cool, like a cool idea, but then it just everything else sounded like really 
Spoiler alert, it crashes into Earth. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh. (laughs) Maybe Bruce Willie will save us. (laughs) No. (laughs) Why Bruce Willie? Why? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a different Criterion movie. Yeah. Um, Which, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. All That's... right. Sorry. So general mutilation, totally acceptable. Totally. Criterion. But saving the earth with the drill <laughs> isn't good enough for you? No, it's not. Not in that case. Uh, uh, how else are you going to save the earth? There's literally no other way to, to knock an asteroid off its course. It has Aerosmith in the soundtrack, man. It's got Aerosmith's daughter in yeah. the cast, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, maybe it does deserve it. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well... This is, as we said, Antichrist. Oh, God. And let's, let's dive right into it. Um, the intro is a about 10-minute slow-mo. Fuck uh, sesh. Shot at 1,000 frames a second. Yeah. Black and white with an aria. And yes, fuck sesh. <laughs> fuck it's sesh. half fuck I like, sesh. I like how you tried like setting it up really technical and like, <laughs> an aria, thousand frames per second, fuck sesh. And I'm over here, fuck sesh. It's a fuck sesh. Joey, yeah. Joey, it's a fuck sesh. <laughs> it's a we, slow-mo. It's a Willem de slow-mo fuck sesh. <laughs> William de slow-mo. <laughs> William de fomo slow-mo. De, de slow-mo. <laughs> well, in... in you know, setting up their motif of confusing boners, we yeah. get we get fuck like full pen sex scene intercut with a kid getting out of the crib, yep, climbing like, down, industrious, just, an industrious child. We'll say here is the here is the the dick soundtrack to the beginning. Whoop, boo, whoop, boo, whoop. <laughs> That's an appropriate dick soundtrack. <laughs> Which is the new that's a good, that's a good gauge for like our movies now and his dick soundtrack. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. I gave it two boop, boops. And one boop. <laughs> the slow That was this burn. one. And then hard. So we uh, this sets up the conflict of the movie, which I actually don't think is a bad idea. No, it's um, these this husband and wife are fucking in the shower and all over the place, everywhere, everywhere. While their kid wakes up and somehow climbs up to a window, industriously pushes a chair to a desk, climbs up the chair, climbs on the desk and to then the, goes window, out the window, and jumps out of the window and dies. So, you know, what they establish in this beginning is the wife is now, like, associates anything sexual or her husband with the death of her son. Which would make sense if that was, like, explored even more, but I get, kind of, is it? It it is a little, because, you know, she, after that, whenever... one time they, they bone and, like, she has a flashback of it, but otherwise it just seemed like she was just, like... There's a couple instances where she, she is crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's spoiler. The, that's the yeah. <laughs> spoiler. It doesn't end well. <laughs> okay. Nice. I I started with the end. Yeah. Um. Good. Brian special. Part one. Grief. Okay. I'm glad I had the 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 title cards like solo. So I, I was going to say coming up. We, well, we it sets a tone. Yeah. We should we should search Criterion movies with like chapter cards or something because yeah, it seems to be like those are the movies that are gonna be the most fucked up i think it's to give you a break a breather so you can be like oh god nothing awful is happening in these 10 seconds yeah. like, oh, I, I really like the the treatment of that stuff though that kind of like it looks like someone's oh yeah, like a chalkboard sort of they, they gripped whatever they wrote it with with like a fist and we're like yeah like, 
punishing looked, the paper as they were angry. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job making it look angry. Um, and you know, say what you will about the movie, Lars von Trier knows how to make a fucking image. Like he can set up a shot that looks like a painting. Mm. Like a lot of the mm. stuff when. Yeah, like when she's like walking through the forest, it's yeah. like ghostly and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's creepy as yeah. fuck. And, you know, this is... Also incredibly boring. In- incredibly boring, but <laughs> it's awesome looking. Yeah, it does look awesome. Uh, okay, part one, grief. Uh, so they're they're walking, they're behind the casket of their son. Oh, oh <laughs> real fast, back to the kid. Yeah. <laughs> when they were not, as hot, not as hot, yeah. Not, when they were fucking and the kid like walks up to seize them. Oh, yeah. And then does like a slow-mo turn <laughs> towards the camera it's, and then smiles like a straight perv. It's, I laughed. It's, I was like, ha, <laughs> It's fucking John Belushi from Animal House. No, just, it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The kid went to graduate from co- Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the ch- yeah, the end credit. I actually did that for the, as I was doing the audio, I did like a little voiceover at the end. I'm like, oh, William Foe's character. Da, 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 da. I should have done the kid. It's like, Nick, <laughs> while found not dead. I was going to say, Nick, still, out, still dead. It <laughs> turned out to go on to be the, the CEO of Bear Stearns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while they're walking behind their, their son's casket at the funeral, the wife passes out. And then we have a time jump here. Which essentially this next twenty minutes is Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg, who are basically the only people in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and their credits are he and she. They don't name them. Yeah. So we are not like bad at names this time. Yeah, we're not like being like just facetious jerks saying like, <laughs> Oh, Willem Dafoe and Chick. It's they didn't have names. Yeah, he and she. Um so she wakes up in bed. And he's, which this is really weird that that's what they're called because I'm she and he. Uh, she's not doing well and being treated by another therapist, getting lots of medication, but he is a therapist. And he's like, pills are bad. Yeah, I don't. Pills are bad, okay. I'm a better therapist. Now, listen, I'm going to treat you because that's what therapists, good therapists do is treat, treat their, their own wives. family. Treat members. their own Horribly grief-stricken families, yeah. not get like outside help counseling. And th- he's and basically the worst therapist. The he's, worst therapist. He's my he's my alt title anti-therapist. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, Th- right? Like that's like seems like a thing you could do where it's like Motel Hello, and then the O flashes out and it says Motel Hell. Yeah, like the beginning of that yeah, movie. Yeah. My, I also had I just skipped past it. Excuse me. The intro. Which was also an alt title. Intro, colon, the black and white shower fucking the dead kid. <laughs> All right. Which could be, like, I wrote that down and then it was like, that could be a title too. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, he's like, I want to treat you. I'm a we're, better therapist. I'm going to treat you by putting my hand over your mouth so you don't breathe and then breathe <laughs> when I command. <laughs> Stop, stop. No, stop breathing. Stop breathing. Oh, you look stop like breathing. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> 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 You're so close. Why is the Green Goblin here? Yeah. Why does your breath always smell like tree bark? <laughs> <laughs> so the this is where... I will we, say this, that Willem Dafoe looked like his least weird. Like, yeah, he, did, he like, still looked weird. He but still looked weird, but not like... Willem Dafoe weird. He's like almost normal, but yeah. still Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's in one of my favorite movies ever. He can play pretty much anything. Spider-Man? No, uh, well, at Life Aquatic. He plays Klaus. Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot he's, he's Klaus. He's so good. But uh... <laughs> he 
he's one of the actors that I have a hard time believing is a person outside of movies. That's true. I don't it's know, like Steve, what, like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, it's like you don't exist really. Yeah, it's like you're. They, sh- they power you up to shoot something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Just guys, like a I'm boner. ready to go. Boner soundtrack. I'm ready to act yeah. in film. I'm ready to act as me as a film to fall. That's your will. I was I just imagining him clicking his teeth all the time. It's like. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so he's trying to comfort his wife, who is totes not doing well with no, this whole thing. Not at all. Um, Maybe pills weren't a bad thing, because at least on pills, she was like chilling yeah and she was like i kind of want to take him like i is there you know there's prescribing to me i think he's giving you too much medication i think he, i think he should have put her back on pills when she started to hit her head against the toilet to bleeding fuck yeah okay that's the next also scene. like i also noticed that their house like their kitchen was like nice and clean and modern but their bathroom just like super looked super shitty and gross <laughs> well, that's that's the headbanging bathroom that is true I, I also have here, there's a couple of random, like, intercuts, and maybe it's just to show the unstableness of of hers. Yeah, I think that's what mine. it Because it didn't do it, like, when they got to the woods and everything. It, they kind of stopped doing that. Yeah, so. I, this is all titled Creepy Trees and the Rumble Sound. Because that's <laughs> what we keep flashing to in the forest. It's yeah. just, like, you don't know what you're looking at, but it's like a tangle of branches and darkness. And you're just, it's just... You're just like... I'm unsettled and I don't know why. It's just some sticks. But he's really good at setting this tone. Mm-hmm. It's just like something is coming and it's going to suck. And I, I feel like he at least pays it off. Yeah. For the most There's part. There's at least a payoff at the end. Yeah. So as Brian said, the lady, she, they go home. Lady wakes up. She can't breathe. Calms her down. He's trying to treat her at home. She's trying to constantly fuck him. Constantly fuck him, but no, this is immersion therapy or whatever. This isn't this isn't right. I'm your therapist. Don't fuck your therapist. Yeah, and then Maybe she goes get a therapist and be the husband instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's a little bit later. So she does the fuck attack. Oh yeah, where she just like viciously tries to like have sex with him, and he like grabs and holds her like when she couldn't breathe. He's like, no, this is you can't you can't have your therapist. Don't do this. And then the next scene is her taking a shower. And Willem Dafoe sitting on the outside of it watching. And I wrote, quote, I'm going to watch you shower. Shh. I'm your therapist. (laughs) This is your therapist watching you shower, not your husband. Because this is his whole treatment plan. It's finding the thing you're afraid of and getting into it so hard you can't avoid it. Yeah. So that you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. Which, which is probably a thing. It's a thing. But he does it so much that, like, that's his only thing. Yeah. Like every time she tells him something, like I also, don't, I don't like this. Well, let's go do that thing. <laughs> it's also around. He's also doing it like a hundred percent of the time. And I feel like if, when you have a therapist, you go to the therapy, you have like that dark time, and then you can leave. Yeah, yeah, and go yeah. back out into the world. Versus like, I guess immersion therapy. If you're if that's what it is, where you just go and do it a hundred percent. But it also just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> well, it's it's a bad idea to treat anyone you know. But anyway, we are licensed therapists. Yeah, as, as a, licensed therapists, don't treat somebody as you a know. therapist that's better than this therapist. I can tell you, <laughs> everything he's doing is, is bad. wrong <laughs> and bad. Uh, so then we get more creepy trees, and then I have toilet fight. Turns out to be Defoe's fetish. Yep, because she goes in the bathroom, and, it, and this literally made me go, "Ugh!" 
She goes in and is like kneeling in front of the toilet like she's going to puke and then just starts headbutting the toilet. Yeah. Super hard. Very hard. I'm like, oh, yeah. don't do that. Stop. <laughs> I also felt really bad for when she's trying to drink water because she was shaking like crazy. I'm like, get her a straw. A straw <laughs> would solve so many of these problems. <laughs> that's that's you like uh, putting the band-aid on like the stab wound or something. <laughs> yeah. The giant, like the the, the stomach, like the or the, the, the intestine out. spilling out. Like, put a band-aid on it. <laughs> Just put a It'll little band-aid across the, like the intestine hanging out. We're like, yeah. I got you, boo. You're fine. <laughs> Look, I'm helping. You want me to kiss it? I'm a therapist. Gross. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so then after the toilet fight they they finally fuck and they're like laying in bed or something and laughing about they have a little it. giggle sesh little afterwards. giggles uh she like bites his nipple really, yeah. like too hard and it bleeds yeah like oh she must be kind of crazy because she bit his nipple real hard yeah, it's a chill bottom. Oh, oh, sorry, I was looking for my. I was looking for a note because I thought I had a note about it, and it just says, "You bit my nipple clean off." <laughs> chill bottomless fight leads to nipple bite. Yeah, uh, this is around the time Defoe's like, "Hey, give me a list of your fears. Let's let's do a pyramid. Let's make Let, a pyramid. Let's a pyramid, a little triangle, and then let's put your biggest fear. Tell on me top. everything you're afraid of. I'm not gonna make you do them. I promise. <laughs> Wink." Well, Something wrong with your eye? No, wink. You're still, you're still doing it. Wink. What are you talking about? Wink. <laughs> so, give me your list of fears. I totally won't use that for anything. Um, they were really big. One of the recurring motifs, and I, I just now realized this, and I should have put it on one of my reasons. But bottomless scenes. Oh, constantly. Super into it. There's not a lot of pants in this movie. They're like Julianne Mooring all over this yeah, movie. Yeah, there's some serious Winnie the Pooh action. <laughs> That's good, too, but Julianne Moore is all about the bush, though. Like, you can't do bush with, a, with oh, poo. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking just because all they're wearing is shirts and no pants, so they're yeah. Winnie the Poohing it. Yeah, like, straight up from the, like... Which is even better, because at one point in time, he's like, imagine you're blowing the thistle blooms, and in my note, I was like, sounds like some sort of Winnie the Pooh, like... <laughs> food or thing like you're watching it and like piglet really likes thistle blooms or something he's like picking them and you're like and then in your head you're like is thistle bloom actually a thing i should know or is that like a fake thing they're making up and then it's intercut with piglet entering someone in <laughs> 1000 frames a second black and white mm, i need to watch more winnie the pooh oh man winnie the pooh got dark then that, that new one it got really adult so what's what would you say is on the bottom of your pyramid the furthest away from the thing you're afraid of the the woods <laughs> let's go to the woods <laughs> first off let's go to the bottom and build up <laughs> what's the next part the cabin let's go sleep there <laughs> where nothing bad could nothing bad could happen. ever happen in a cabin in the woods cut to raining this is acorns. about the time i turned on yeah that's mm, i i turned on the subtitles because a lot of it was very, very quiet. quiet. I thought she was speaking another language. Okay, so when she first spoke in the hospital, mm-hmm. I thought she was speaking another language. It was so quiet. And then I realized that she was just British and I'm <laughs> awful. And I need to turn the thing up. Yeah. I, I turned it on and it was it was kind of perfect. Because the subtitle could also be the title of the movie. Oh god, what was it? It was in brackets. Rumbling continues. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good. I like that one. <laughs> 
Uh, now, okay, now we're heading into the cabin where nothing bad could possibly happen. Everything is, and I'd like to point out that at this point in time in the movie, it's still super boring. Like, I'm having, yeah, nothing's really happening. This is yet. one of those moments I'm having a hard time, like, just focusing on the movie because it's slow and nothing is really, I mean, it's pretty looking, but it's also like, well, this is the, the building of dread. Yeah, like, I know. Like nothing happening, but setting the tone of there's something. I need something... constant things flowing in my face, Joey. <laughs> I look, it's Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> you should just put a sticker of him in the corner so you can think he's in movies that you're like bored. I think I just need lightsabers on the screen like constantly. Like I You just... say with your Star Wars sweatshirt <laughs> and your Boba Fett keychain or whatever it was on your bag. Yeah, it's got Boba Fett light. <laughs> it's a little light, so it's like if it's dark, I can see. <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, uh, hey, Joey, did you see Star Wars? I did. You want to talk about Star no, Wars No, I don't. We then close out chapter one with a horrific fucking deer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. The deer pooping out the baby, or birthing the baby. It was stuck and dead. Yeah. The baby was hanging out of the deer, and it was dead. Dead as shit. Not going anywhere. So. Which was good, because I actually thought that Willem Dafoe was going to, like, run up and, like, bite the deer like on the jugular and yeah. just be actual Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like what he would probably do in no, another Willie, movie. We need, Willem, we need to get you well, back in character. Well, <laughs> stop no, biting the stop deer. Stop biting the deer. Stop eating the deer, Willem. Get back here. <laughs> Willem. <laughs> but I'm Willem Deerfoe. <laughs> I am the enemy to all deer. It, it is It is in my family name. <laughs> we must destroy them. <laughs> to us, the wolves are our brothers. <laughs> Um, Willem Dafoe is merely my stage name. This is a, a the first example of nature's hilarious sense of humor. <laughs> oh, man, it's so funny. <laughs> Metaphors with a Z showing you a dead baby hanging out of this deer. Oh, did your kid just die? Oh, yeah, I totally didn't know that. <laughs> oh, man, I can totally relate. The mom deer, yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> this is my fifth. Is there something in my butt? Because <laughs> there... that's where babies oh, come man, from. Oh, man, there's another one coming out. I didn't realize. <laughs> Chapter last, two. Last time I go to that stag party. Uh, uh, chapter right. two. Pain. 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 Oh, okay. Wait, no, I thought, was it pain or was Oh, no, wait. Anxiety was part of grief, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, there's there's four parts. Yeah, anxiety wasn't a title card. It was just what she felt during grief. Okay, never mind. Pain. Um, I just wrote stay in it, which is what his whole thing is. Every time that she starts to freak out when he asked her to do something she clearly said she didn't want to do. Yeah. He just keeps saying, stay in it. And <laughs> this is me. Stay with me, boo. Is therapy just convincing people to do stuff they don't want to do? Is well, that, I've never As a trained to... therapist, I can say, yes, it is. Okay. That's as... all we do is we find what people don't want to do and make them do it. Ah. But first we have them do it, write down what they don't want to do in a pyramid. <laughs> Classic therapy. <laughs> Well, I just I didn't know if that was just a Defoe thing or if that's all therapy. It seems like I just told you that's what all therapists yeah. are trained to do. Yeah, okay. Uh so they get to the cabin which has the awesome amenity of a uh auxiliary creepy shed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, look at this creepy fucking cabin Thankfully. next to a creepy fucking shed." <laughs> Thankfully. Um I wanted to ask you, because they go to sleep in the cabin for the first night, mm-hmm. and he wakes up with stuff on his hand. Yeah, what the fuck was it? Were those leeches or something? Or not, like, ticks or something? Snails? Is I, I don't know. I should have gone back and taken a closer look. Cause I, I was couldn't like, tell. I was like, is it dirt? And then, like, the way he's picking it off, I'm like, are they 
like ticks or something. It looked like something like, like sucking a, on him. Yeah, which would ticks would kind of make sense. He but... wakes he wakes up with his hand hanging out of the cabin, like pushed out through the window. Yeah, and there's like these little like Gray. it almost looks like barnacles. Yeah, like, underwater barnacles growing all over it. And he like flicks them off. He's like, uh, uh. he freaks out, and then he's like, oh, they're off. Cool, going back to bed now. And then the the acorns start raining on the roof. Which, yeah. if this is a place you go too often, you're gonna fix that. You're gonna know. Well, I don't Come know if you're on. gonna fix that, but like you're gonna be aware. I have a theory. Okay. The acorns are baby skulls. That's what drove them insane. <laughs> Nothing else. She was getting better, and it's they had to deal with the constant just Yeah, because that shit'll probably like keep you awake and bug you. It's like weird hail. It's not a good this is not a good idea for them to go there, like at the beginning. This is the rest of the movie. <laughs> I know. Every time you're in the cabin, you just... Actually, it's more like... Yeah, like harder knocking sounds of stuff hitting the roof. Um, That's actually more what the sound is. The the next example of Defoe's stay in at therapy, when they tried to walk from rock to rock. <laughs> yeah, in... the Jedi training. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is like the worst Jedi training ever. <laughs> is, he, is she going to have to like hold Willem Defoe on his shoulders like a piggyback? <laughs> and then like... Stand, do a handstand next. But this, the end of the scene is almost like almost getting to the point of comedy where she's like, See, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Suddenly, a baby bird falls out of a tree in front of her, and then it's like, uh, uh, Ants are calling on it. Eagle swoops down, <laughs> takes the baby bird up to a tree, and tears There's his head part. off. And she's like, Flips out. Not fucking helping nature, God! Jesus Christ! We came up here to be relaxed. <laughs> now we got acorns and eagles eating dead babies. So that second dead baby they've seen since he's been there, right? Totally not not a sign. Not that, not definitely mm. not a metaphors. <laughs> metaphors. Oh, metaphors. Uh, uh, <laughs> um. Then she she has this story. She kind of has like this bipolar. Like in the scene, she's kind of bipolar. In that one scene, she'll be crazy. In the next scene, she'll, I'm I'm better now. I'm fine. I'm cured. So it's I think she is just straight up crazy. Yeah. Um. Again, but, taking her off the meds was the worst idea they could have done. Yeah, but I it was like her son dying sent her over the edge. Right. Uh, there's there's a story beat later where Willem is looking at pictures of their son and he sees that she's always put her her son's shoes on backwards because there's the uh they get the autopsy report right first he actually reads it and it's like oh there's like a weird foot abnormality but they said it wasn't anything cause of death or anything right and then and that was from her putting the shoes on backwards forever yeah. was that just to show that she's always been nuts i think it's also well because he goes up or, or so she never learned this... how to make the l with her left hand <laughs> yeah <She's>, <laughs> oh <laughs> no one showed me um i think it was like because it was at that time that he goes up to the attic and finds all of the because she originally went there so backstory to the cabin is like a year that summer before that she took her their son there alone to like work on her thesis yeah or some, something, some writing some something. writing thing i believe it was called uh gynocide yeah genocide which is a giger <laughs> installation it's, or something it's a, it's a gynocide. Yeah, gynocide. gynocide but uh he so he he whatever reason I, I think i missed like why he went up to the attic or i think he just like went up there right? that was way later on was it i thought it was like no you're thinking the flashback 
you're talking about this the flashback of seeing her working on it, that was the the mysterious oh, that was crying a, woods yeah where there was a baby crying and she didn't yeah. know what the fuck it was right. found their son he wasn't crying you and know, then ghost babies well normal the, for one the baby was just hanging out in creepy auxiliary shed yeah with a with the with, block of wood with a block of wood oh okay you're fine baby's still crying hmm <laughs> no like never found what that would be it's just yeah, mother nature being a bitch again yeah that's true uh, but that was just a show that was, she was, that was working also on. The... A dream. That was a dream too. It was a dream. Yeah, that was a dream. She was sleeping. I thought she was telling him that story because he's just like you. So you were afraid because you weren't able to explain. Oh, I thought it was. I thought she was sleeping, and that's where the. I don't remember. Her it's up for interpretation. Oh, okay, there's a there's a lot of ways you can look at it. It's why it's <laughs> metaphors. I believe it was. She was telling him about the previous okay. time he was up there. We'll just go with that because yeah. I don't remember and there were like moments where i kind of like looked away from the screen and came back and might have missed some something but mm-hmm. um it was it was really boring i had to say it was, there was like the first like 30 minutes of this thing i was just like oh, I'm so we're boring. we're about up to that and it's or like 45 lady minutes even, rather. lady goes nuts part one and just randomly tries to attack him yeah um this is where the acorn rain is getting worse, and I say the worst. This is the worst cabinet placement ever, or cabin placement ever. But then there was like a quote I translated from Defoe. Is it says it's like acorns? Oh, that's right. So she talks about trees and stuff. Acorns right? don't cry, you fucking idiot. It's like what the subtext of what oh, William yeah. was talking. It's like Mother Nature crying, and then she was talking about like her research, and she says the the quote, and this is a, an actual quote: "Nature is Satan's church." Hmm. Yes. Yes. It's very dark. It's very. It's really the the soul of most humans. Something. Also. Something poetry. Hmm. You can really see the darkness of her soul in that comment. So this is, I believe, her lowest point so far. She seems to be like sliding deeper and deeper into this, and then the next morning she's like totally fine. Yeah. Like creepily fine. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wrote down. She's. He's like, oh, he's, he's like, you look good. And uh, I wanted him to be like, oh, how'd you sleep so well? She's like, oh, I just sold my soul to Satan last night. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. I I also slept well. It was, I think it was in this sequence too. I meant to go back and look at it again, but I didn't. But I felt like the conversation, it was like an A-B conversation. So we'd be on him and then her, him and then her, not in a two shot really ever. But they would be saying something and then would cut to the other shot and then you'd go back to the other person and the like the pacing of the conversation stayed the same but the person would be in like a different position or like looking differently it was like a weird it was probably just to keep you like more uncomfortable yeah it, it felt like it was an intentional thing of like intentionally continuity erroring mm-hmm. the back and forth which starts to make you like like second guess what you're seeing and I need to go back and see if that was happening enough that was intentional or it was just me noticing like a bad edit. But it seemed to like help with that weird psychosis, like tension building thing. Yeah. Where he'd be like looking at her and the conversation would still like maintain this like, mm, and then you cut back to him and he'd be like looking down with his head in his hands. And then you go back to him again. And he's looking off to the other side. It was just like a weird yeah, thing. I, I don't know. Just to make it all. If it if it was intentional, that's awesome. But. I'm sure. I you know what? It's Criterion film. <laughs> film. It's probably some level of intentional. Uh, I think, but was okay. So the attic thing that happens after all this? Yeah, that's later still. Okay, because um, that's towards the end. 
Because we have. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. Because we haven't even gotten to the tall grass where he goes. To the raptors are, which is the where next the raptors. Part. Yeah, that's that's just right here. Yeah, this is. She says, "I'm well again," and then they go frolicking in in raptor country, which is just never a good idea. <laughs> There's too many clever girls out there. <laughs> so many clever girls. She she's walking through the grass like it's nothing, which was the whole point of that rock to rock exercise. Yeah. And then you can never just be happy for me. Well, no, you're a fucking crazy you're person. Being crazy. This Look. is a bit of the craziness right now. Still, <laughs> you are freaking me out. Crazy. As your therapist, you're freaking me out. <laughs> crazy people are crazy one day, and then the next day say they're cured and move on, so they can go somewhere else to be, be crazy. crazy. So they can continue being crazy away from you. So she she leaves and leaves Willem Dafoe to find a uh... Willem Dafoe Fox. Just, okay, here's, I'll just read this whole thing. Okay. Defoe on his way to probably another dead baby. Nope, just a fox eating itself that says chaos reigns. Yep. That's that whole scene. Yep, that was it. That was the extent of it. So he finds a fox. It's eating itself. It's like tearing at its own stomach. Yep. Fox looks Willem Defoe in the eye. And chaos says. Chaos reigns. Check your car out on Carfax. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the wait, crazy like a fox. What's that one? Is that uh, Carfax? Oh, that's what a fox says. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really fucked up insurance commercial or whatever. That's a song. Carfax. Check your car to see if it's any sort of audio auto collision. Who the fuck hired Lars von Trier to make our commercials? I'm really regretting this. <laughs> the stomach is like the the womb of the. <laughs> the stomach is the underside of the car that fell out when it hit that speed bump on the I ninety, <laughs> or something, or something. Who the fuck, David Lynch in here? <laughs> Chapter three, despair, brackets, sinocide. Sinocide. Which I looked up as just a way of saying cynicism. Oh, is it? I, yeah. I just thought it was just a fun way to spell genocide. I thought you were no. just like spelling it like silly. Well, I, I searched like sinicide definition and the only thing that came up was cynicism. All and right. It was like in the, whatever the word is for different variations of the word. Thesaurus? No, 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 not thesaurus, but like adding ing or adding like oh, past tense, yeah. tense or whatever. Yeah. The verb tenses? Something. Or, yeah. Uh, so this is despair, sinicide. Uh, and then we go directly back, and this is, again, one of the moments of extreme drama that I couldn't help but laugh was we're back to Willem Dafoe, still, like, where the fox was, and then it just starts to pour rain on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how many more signs do you need? You've seen the the dead baby deer, the eagle thing, your wife's fucking nuts. You see a fox eating itself that says it chaos rains to you. you. <laughs> And then it just starts downpouring rain from That's nothing. That's sort of like, you know what? I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my losses on this one. You I mean, you know, wife, you're you're okay, hot, but not like worth this. Like you're not you're not like so hot that you're supposed to be crazy. You're like you should be more normal than you are. Yeah, and, yeah. You and, don't. You've not earned that level of crazy, right? You're mm-hmm. not. Yeah, we. I'm going home. <laughs> uh, you keep your acorns. You can stay. You know what? Stay here. Just this do what you want. Is, this is, I believe, where he uh, they're sleeping. Yes, and they hear is, stuff. You hear a tree fall in the woods. And oh, it we does. finally find out. Yeah, as it turns out, a it tree falls in the woods and makes a sound if the camera's there. Yeah, but no person. But no person. Yeah, because um, trees are like show offy bitches. <laughs> they are <laughs> camera whores, assholes. Um, 
he hears something, doesn't he? Isn't that what takes him up to the attic? Something, yeah. There's like, I don't know if there's some sound or something, but next thing you know, he's going in the creepy shed to get a ladder. Yeah, he goes out to get the ladder, and then to add to this list of amazing bullet points, this lovely woods woodsy property. Beautiful. Creepy shed, rusty tools, wooden shed, or wooden cabin, horrific looking ba- or attic. Yeah. It's Creep, just... <laughs> creepo attic full of... Creepier uh, pictures. Creepy Satan drawings this from is where books. He finds the book that she was making in that flashback with yeah. the crying forest, which was apparently her... Something about witches and something else it, written it, down in it. it. It was something she was working on for a thesis. The cover just said gynocide. All title. Pretty good one. Um, gynocide. Wait, oh, ga- gynocide. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said pretty good one was your all title. Like, no, no. Uh-oh. Gynocide's a... Uh, the alt title. Yeah, but we already watched Genocide, so that, that wouldn't work out. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's a sequel. It's in the Star or the Starship Trooper universe. So, the book, which just looks like a giant scrapbook for a crazy person, which is kind of what essentially it, what it is. Yeah, it was her research in like occult and like witches and stuff regarding like, women. Yeah, which and, is usually like witch related. Yeah, and like. There was a a turn in what she was learning that I couldn't, I didn't quite track. Maybe it's because I was watching at two in the morning, but it was like you were supposed to be arguing against what these texts were saying, which was that women are inherently evil or something. Yeah, but then she was like finding agreeing with it. Yeah, getting crazier and fucking crazier. Fuck. (laughs) Well. It's just a a bunch of torture pictures and a psycho book uh, that, as he's flipping through and she has writing, the writing gets bigger and bigger until it starts to become illegible, which I thought was a really awesome, yeah, like creepy thing to find. Um, they have a thing kind of like that in Hannibal, and that's like both times I've seen that. It, I think it's super effective because it's it's the weirdness in that the person who's doing it doesn't know that there's something wrong. Yeah. And they think it's fu- normal, and then somebody else is just like, Ugh. "Oh yeah, what the fuck? okay, bail, bail on." Going this. home, going home. Just, I'm, yep, yeah, she's sleeping. I'm just gonna leave. Let's go straight. Believe this is, which cues his third game, which is the worst role playing. Oh God, yeah. Ever. Where he's like, "I'm going to be nature, and nature is evil." Yeah, and uh, but surprise, I'm human nature. But I'm- <laughs> Twist. Ah! <laughs> I'm I'm clever therapist. I am in disguise playing na- Bad human therapist. nature. <laughs> oh yeah, playing human nature. <laughs> I'm clever therapist playing. Bad therapist. <laughs> he, he has a role play with her. It's like you play rational thought, and I'll be what you're afraid of. Yeah. Again, immersion. Now let's. Fuck. Yeah, it cuts directly to her like hard fucking crying, like, like weeping hit, about it. Hit me. I'm like, no. okay, and this is a... a <laughs> hit me. <laughs> hit, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> if you love me, you'll hit me. <laughs> She's still crying. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's weird. And then she, like, gets pissed and leaves to go finger blast herself in front of a creepy tree. Yeah. Which, good on the actress. She, like, went for it. Oh, yeah. Um, but then Willem Dafoe comes out and starts fucking her by the creepy tree after he, like, hits her in the face. <laughs> um, 
and then, then we, we we push in, and then as we pull out, then we see like creepy legs and arms, like through the roots, through the and roots the, of the trees, which became the the like the poster. Yeah, which makes sense. It's pretty fucked up and gives you a good sense of the movie. It's a cool looking image. It's cool, looking but image. I will say in this scene. I think one of the grossest things in any movie ever. Yeah. Are the fucking dimpled ass butt thrusts from a dude <laughs> who's plowing some chick and all you see is just like at the, the butt flexing. At the at the most thrusted, there's the extra like flex and yeah. then out and then in and flex. That look is fucking gross. <laughs> and there was a lot of it in this <laughs> this later there half. There was a lot of it. <laughs> It did. It did show up often because you know, like they're not going to sh- because they they cast two porn actors for like dick doubles and stuff. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they. So I don't know if that scene was them or not. Probably the. I just it's it's like nails on chalkboard, man. It's the up the ass ball slapping anal shots. <laughs> it's like just no one needs that. Quality like no one solo. Yeah, no one is fucking here for that. You know, like I don't want to mm, anyway. Um, but but you know what? Secretly we're all here for that. <laughs> this uh, is the point. This so right after this is where I started recording myself doing like watching the movie cuz uh, this is where you told me like around this time. It was it's very close cuz he has the Autopsy report, and that's where he finds out about the foot thing, and mm-hmm. then about the shoes, mm-hmm. and about her never learning left from right, which is which is she's apparently super sensitive point. about. Yeah, <laughs> left, left hand, left hand L. makes an L. Um, but yeah, right here is where I told you before this because I had seen the movie. I was like, you need to record your reaction to the sequence. Do you want to play anything from it, or should we just uh, put we the can, whole? Well, we can go. I mean, we should. I I think so. The problem with the recording is that like I did record myself, which has a lot of since it was at thirty five minutes left. There's a lot of dead space. Okay. So I'll, we'll put it. What we'll do is we'll put it up online so you can like peruse through it on your own because there's some comments that I make on it. Okay. Through as like a bonus feature on the Criterion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I do have the time codes of like the two biggest things that essentially happen in this movie that kind of I wouldn't say define the movie, but. <laughs> To find the most fucked up parts of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Did, so we can like play those. Okay. If we, do like, that. if we want to just go, to, we just want to go to those now. Yeah. Well, okay. the, the this this next one is he's in the shed, and he's suddenly attacked with a log. All right. Whoops. That's... You can you can. Oh, you want me do to... the log attack? Uh, uh. Okay. Yeah. Let me get to the log attack. It's at. It's my recording. More in the front of me watching Antichrist. Okay. For. So I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can. Skip so this ahead. is he's he's attacked by a, or with a log. So I'm gonna go about here. I think is where this is about where it starts to happen, or it just did happen. Let's see. There's a little bit of silence as you can hear, because I'm watching. I'm you're what listening to me experience the film. This is great radio. Whoa. This is when he's being attacked. Yeah, and then she angrily rapes him almost. The weird rape sesh yeah. that's going on in the in the creepy shed should point out okay i'm about to where the fucked up the first fucked up thing happens oh she's good huh oh 
No. <laughs> she just threw a log on his dick and balls, smashed him. She didn't just throw. She, like, slammed. Yeah. What? And she's laying next to him. She can still see passed out Willem Dafoe has a what? boner. Because that shit just doesn't go away. <laughs> you gotta take care of that. Ow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just reeling at this point in time. This is great. I, hang on, hang on. I think she's like, she sees the penis here, and I'm watching her see the penis. <laughs> like, don't, don't do anything. <laughs> what? I'm confused. Ah! Uh! <laughs> Brian, why don't you tell us what you saw right here? That was, so that was <laughs> the smashing, and then she starts, like, jerking him off. Yep. His smashed up dick. Smash dick. Smash balls. His dick isn't really smashed, I guess, but right. she's just, like, she's, like, doesn't understand, so she, like, goes over there, sees it's still hard, starts, like, jerking him off. He's passed out because these guys' balls crushed. Yeah. Starts jerking him off, and then he comes blood all, all over, over her. I was just like, no, I don't want any more of this. And then, well, and the worst part about what happens next is that, and like, so a lot of it's just me sounds like reacting, but she goes and gets like that big metal, like the, um, what that grinding wheel is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a grindstone first. In my head, I'm watching this going, oh, fuck, no, she's going to like disembowel them. Like, where, you know, where like they cut the medieval torture, they were like cut the guts and mm-hmm. then like, pull it like slowly pull it out of them that's what i was thinking was gonna happen i was like no no don't do that no your dick's out but then she but then but then she gets the corkscrew drill Mm -hmm. and sticks that in his leg and just like and he's passed out the entire time which is shocking because there's a lot of pain i would think well he got hit really hard like when my balls blew up when my 16 pound pug steps on my nuts i almost die yeah she, like, Fork. takes a log and shoves it with the back end, like, into his pelvis. Like, it's probably not just his nuts that are shattered. Oh, like, lots uh, of things oh, are shattered. It's making me so upset thinking about it right now. So she... I'm going to go back to the leg thing. Yeah. Because that's just making me... Uh, <laughs> that's better. She, yeah, it is. Because she, like, drills into his leg a hole, mm-hmm. and then she takes that grinding wheel... And slides it through the hole in his leg, so it's like a weight, like an anchor on his leg, because she's freaking out, saying, "You're gonna leave me, you son- you bastard!" Which You're leave very me. industrious. Yeah, it's like, she could have just hobbled him. She could just, or just tied him up, or or jerked him off again. <laughs> she just gets more blood jizz going on there. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh god. So this was the point, like. I, this is a, the point where she walks out, and there's more bottomless woods in. Oh yeah, she's got <laughs> She's like Winnie the Pooh. She has to go in the forest and find her pot of honey. <laughs> But she's got to find the honeybees up in the tree. <laughs> Is that bloody jizz honey? No, 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 nope. I'm just a little black rain cloud. Don't ignore the the bloody jizz all is over it, me. What were you saying? This is the point. This is the point where where I had I had my strongest instinct I've ever had in a movie so far to just turn it off and stop watching it. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to see what's going forward at this. And it was also I had the benefit of it being about one o'clock at night. So mm-hmm. I'm like. 
I can go to bed, and I'll finish this in the morning. Ooh, you went to bed right after that? <laughs> yeah, I paused it, Ooh. and I'm like, because I was expecting it to get way worse. I'm like, I can handle this if I stop now and go to bed, because mm-hmm. I just didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next, and like, I've already seen if, this bit. If and there's I'm, 30 minutes left, and this is the beginning of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is the beginning of what Joey wanted me to watch. Like, I don't know what the fuck's coming. I got to stop <laughs> and go to bed. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep for a while. So I, I paused it. Uh, went and then turned Futurama on and went to bed. <laughs> Your palate cleanse. Yeah. The, uh, so she goes off in the woods. Like she attaches the the weight to his leg and then throws the wrench somewhere. Yeah, under then, the under the house. Under throws the, house. the wrench under the house and then goes somewhere to be crazy. I yeah. don't remember where she goes, but I think she goes to bed. I think she, she just goes back to bed. <laughs> She's this... like, nah, it's good enough crazy for today. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to bed. That well, this is about the point Willem wakes up and sees. Like, he sees his crushed dicks out. Does not seem nearly as, I think, well, with good reason, because he's got this thing stuck in his leg and can't move. Yeah. But he doesn't seem nearly as terrified about his balls being destroyed as <laughs> what actually happened. Probably can't feel it right now. He's like, yeah. somebody help! My psycho bitch wife drilled through my leg and smashed my dick. What? What's all over you? It's definitely not bloody jizz. Certainly not that. It kind of looks like bloody jizz. It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Okay, maybe that was a the thing bit. that weirded me out the most is those clothes don't change for the rest of the movie. So when you see see the wife again, she, she still always just has, has like the bloody cum on her. Yeah, shirt. The, the the bloody jizz streak. Yeah. going up to her shoulder. I'm like, that's you should maybe get some different clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh God. Ugh. Hot hot mouth. Oh God, it was it was disturbing. Uh, so he goes so. He wakes up and's like, "What the fuck?" And then <laughs> there's a thing in my leg, my dick. Tries to like get in the tool shed. There's nothing there, and decides to leave, which is what he should have done probably about a day beforehand. Is just leave when he saw the dying baby deer. Like, yeah, this is a bad or maybe omen? the fox saying chaos reigns after it's <laughs> eating itself might have been a good chance to, yeah, to leave as well. That's that's true. So he's like, "Oh, we forgot." Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, never mind. We we didn't get to the the three beggars yet. That's the next chapter, the next and it's chapter. right after this. Yeah. yeah. So he goes and um, hides in a hole uh, under a tree stump, and she comes around like screaming, like looking for him because she wakes back up. You and he's said not you wanted there. to help me. Yeah, and he's calling him a bastard, you which bastard. I thought well, I thought was bold, considering she well, just lady, smashes balls and stuck smashed, a thing. You smashed my leg. dick way up, <laughs> way up. <laughs> um. And he hides in this hole where he finds this crow. He finds the Jenkins, the semi-unkillable bird. <laughs> yeah, the, the forever alive bird. The tale of Jenkins, the semi-unkillable bird, is my other alt subtitle. <laughs> That's a good one. That also would have been a good title card, like a chapter. <laughs> it's 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 only for like a thirty-second section. Yeah, but it's it's a bird in the in the hole where he's hiding. Who wake, wakes up and sees him in there, and then he starts beating the shit out of it, and it won't die. It won't fucking die because it's like still crowing to show the lady where he is. Yeah, this is when we cut to the next act four, which is the three beggars. She she eventually gets finds him, gets a shovel, and digs him out of the hole. Yes, but the three beggars is in reference to one of the things that he saw in the attic, which yes. is a photo of a constellation called the three beggars. Yes, um, which I. Didn't really put any of this together, uh, but they were a deer, they a fox, fox, and, and crow. a crow. Yeah, they were the animals that you end up seeing. Yeah, which I thought was actually kind of awesome. Yeah, I thought I like that too. I was uh, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll buy that. 
So they get back to the cabin. She takes him back to the shed. Defoe's almost dead at this point. And he's like, there's no such constellation because he's looking at the sky and it's not there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's not even real. And the lady's like, when the three beggars show up, someone has to die. I'm not going to kill you right now because the three beggars aren't here. Um. That's when... That's when she starts... She's, like, they're laying on the ground, and she has him, like, finger her... Sort of. Sort he's. Of. I think he's passed out at that point. Yeah. And Again. She's, and she's like, like, hold me, and... Finger blast me, I guess. And then I have this moment where I was recording it. Oh, okay, great. Oh, so we'll go to that real And then fast. you can tell us what you saw. And this is... Yeah. It's, it's okay. 11.50. Let's go a little bit further ahead, because it was... We'll start it here, because there's a lot of dead... Uh, that sounds good. Okay, it's going. So I'm going to see. This is me, like, watching the fingering. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is normal. Uh, no. Ow, ow. Oh, wait. There it was. <laughs> there it was. Uh, that was uncomfortable. Okay, you heard the scream in the background of the video. Brian, what'd you see? That was that was the wife uh taking a pair of gross, dirty, rusted scissors. By the way, the fact that the amount of tetanus that's like needed like the whole time is They're ninety eight percent tetanus. They're mostly <laughs> dead. So much lockjaw. Yeah. She takes these old rusted scissors after she has unconscious Wilm DeVoe Defoe uh finger blaster. Yep. Uh takes the scissors, spreads her vagina open. Which was real. That, act, that was the actress. That was actually her vagina that she spread open? or I think so. Okay. And then, this is not real, but it's fucking awful. She takes the scissors and cuts off her clitoris. Female circumcision. Oh, God. And let's say if your face was the camera lens, you were negative one inch from it. <laughs> you all were up like, it. You were in her snatch. All up in that. So yeah, they cut to this close prosthesis, which I read that they had to they they crafted in a way that they could cut the clitoris off multiple times if they needed to do well, multiple takes. Well, of course takes. they did. Yeah, I'm sure that means they took like m- made multiple versions. No, of they it. made one that had a detachable clitoris. Oh, well, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> good. I'm glad they got it. They had enough time to do a bunch of takes of that. <laughs> Can you imagine being the cameraman on that one? What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> what? Am I doing? This that's is, the point where I need it's to like rethink my life. No, that's the thing where you're just like you get to a certain point in a movie, and you have to admire the people that are able to push through. I mean, that's also the thing about like when you're filming a movie, a lot of the stuff doesn't stick or land because you do it in such like a broken up yeah, way. Yeah. Like nothing is there, there's no continuity really. There's like things but are you're shot still at watching times. a clitoris get cut off. Yeah, you're still watching that, but like it that probably doesn't have the same gravity because you also see the the fake bit of it outside of the camera. Yeah, yeah. So you can look and see like this comically fake thing and it probably is... like laugh and joke about it, and then like you film it like all right, next one. Nah, I nah, think nah, nah. it's it looked comically fake a little bit to me. It's well, a yeah. definite like change in skin color. Yeah, it was. Oh God, it still was hard to watch. It though. was hard to watch. So she. She circumcises herself, Ugh. and then um, the the next scene is like kind of her in pain, and she's well, like sleeping, and then the three beggars show up. Yeah, right? Willem Dafoe wakes up. There's no such constellation, and the three beggars show up. Uh, there's one a deer, at a time. There's a deer standing in there, 
Then all of a sudden, the with fo- the thing hanging out of it, yeah. Then the fox shows up with its guts and stuff, and, and then the crow fly like he hears like this noise under the floorboards, and he breaks the floorboards, and the crow comes out from there. And then there's also the wrench there from before. Mm-hmm. So he ta- he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna get out of here." So he grabs the wrench and starts like you know trying to get out of there. And then the girl kind of wakes up. I mean, the entire time this is happening, we have the constant. Yeah, of the acorns and the acorns and falling the, on the roof. What is, what was the name of the movie? The uh, oh, rumbling continues. The rumbling continues constantly, and so he's getting this off. She wakes up, sees that, takes a pair of scissors that she used to circumcise herself and stab him in the back. As tips, like at this point, you know, it doesn't course, matter. It's just like whatever. Of course, he's going to do something, <laughs> and he's just like fuck, get off of me, and throws her away. Gets the thing out of his leg, and it's immediately better. Yeah, did you notice like, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, he could actually stand. But I mean, to be fair, probably felt a lot better. It was probably adrenaline move. or something because he gets it off and he's able to stand on it. Metaphors. Yeah, and then he like looks at the girl and they kind of look at each other and then he just like lunge. He lunges at her this time. Well, this is after the point where she's like the three beggars show up and someone has to die, so they're looking at each other and I think they're both remembering that instance. Yeah, it's like. Well, it's not going to be me. Well, it's not going to be me. Yeah, but she also doesn't put much of a fight because he just, like, grabs her and throws her against the wall. And I thought they were going to have, like, an uncomfortable fuck sesh again. With Crush, crush Nuts? With Crush Nuts and... and crush and, Nuts. Crush nut, crushed Nuts and Missing Clitoris we're going to have. <laughs> Everyone's going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, just the greatest sex. And then instead he just chokes the living fuck out of her. That, that I think, is the hardest thing to watch in this. I was actually, at this point, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm like good, like fine. I just <laughs> it just, is. It is. Probably... I, I was. I was just like, just, just do it and just finish this movie because I don't want to see any more disembowelments or anything else. Yeah, it's probably the most graphic part of the movie. It, it's just because it seemed so real. It did. Um, because he like takes his thumbs and presses on her throat and like cracks some things, and her face gets like purple and veiny, Bulgy. and then like her, like blood vessel bursts in her eye or something. Yeah. It's fucking horrifying. It's pretty rough. And then he burns her body and, like, leaves the cabin. Yeah. Epilogue. (laughs) Wanders off in the woods and, (laughs) yeah, uh, eats some some berries, and I assume that are poisonous. Maybe. Because then he hallucinates the fuck that, like, thousands of women are climbing up and down this hill. That's what I was thinking, too, because the the beggars are there again. Yeah. The beggars are watching him eat the berries after he ate the berries. Like maybe that means that those are gonna kill him, and then he like looks down this hill, and climbing up the hill are like thousands of women with their faces all blurry. Yeah, no I don't faces. know. What, I like that's why I ended up at Wikipedia. I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to say? Ghost women, oh. witches. They're witches from beyond the grave. I coming to collect them to make him one of their own. Here, like the first instinct that I got was, this is not the first time it's happened which I don't think that ended up being it, mm. um, was that it was a uh, hallucination as his brain was f- shutting down. Yeah. Uh, Pro- from lack of blood, tetanus, and poison berries. <laughs> and smash nuts. <laughs> and smash nuts. Well, that, I was going to put that with the blood, but yeah, that too. I feel like the beggars being there is a sign that he died, but I don't know what the point, because those ladies couldn't have been real if they had that weird face thing mm-hmm. going on. So it had to be something in his mind, but it was, I, I don't I, know. I, it, honestly, it was a cool looking image. It but was kind of cool. And I, 
in my mind, I'm like, oh, he hallucinates and dies. And then I didn't give it much thought after that. Cause I'm like, there's probably like fucking six other meetings to this that I don't really care about. Cause I'm done with this movie. We forgot as he was leaving the cabin too. It's another one of those long slow-mo painting shots where like the forest turns oh, into yeah. bodies, bodies everywhere. Which was cool. Another cool looking like metal album cover. Yeah. If you're, if you're into that sort of thing. If that's your jam. Yeah. All right, let's talk some, about some reasons. Oh, man, there's Couldn't so find many any reasons. from Criterion. Uh, Every course. Criterion movie uh, should, but doesn't, have three reasons why it's included we, in the Criterion collection. At least we we saw the first two or three movies we that didn't did. have it, and then after that, we never did. But now we're keeping up the tradition. Brian. Joey. Three reasons. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, reason number one. Full pin straight out of the gate. Yeah, that was... Yeah, even though it's in slow mo, even though it's slow mo, still there. Like still one, counts. you get one thrust and one ass ripple at one thousand frames a second <laughs> in the first thirty seconds of the movie. Yeah, yeah, good on right out there, and a dead kid, and a dead <laughs> kid. I know. Boing, boing, boing. My number two, genital mutilation, mm-hmm. because uh, obvious. That's a, it's a little bit towards on one line. Yeah, a lot of art. Yep. And number three, witches. <laughs> a lot of art. Yeah, it's a lot of art. It's a lot of art. <laughs> A lot of art happening. A lot of, a lot in of this. art happening with the genital mutilation. I like it's your view a lot of, of art. It's like why you never go to art museums because you're yeah, just terrified. Because it's going to be shit like that. This movie is like what movies of a, what I expected all Criterion movies to be like. It's just this weird, boring, slow thing, and then fucked up shit happens during it. I mean, and I, I want to turn and I want to turn it off and leave because I don't like watching movies like that. I will say overall, I really liked the tone of this thing. It did a good job with that, and I think it did a good job, honestly, like, showing, like, the especially early on, the grief that somebody might go through, like, yeah. some fucked up, like, not fucked up, but, like, some of the things that possibly are more realistic happening with someone losing a child. It's, like a, it's a realistic story, and a realist, well, sort of realistic story. With a very normal, realistic ending, with well, witches. The ending, not so much, but just, like, descending into the dementia that comes from something that... Like that traumatizing, uh, powerful happening yeah. to you, mm-hmm. and already being sick, just pushing you off the deep end. But then his his like use of different imagery and and tones and music and like all the stuff combined to create that escalating like dread. Yeah, that comes through. I thought was actually really well done. It could be because it was two in the morning. Could be. I think it worked out because even like what you were talking about before, like the editing, the weird edits that they do to make you feel like uncomfortable and like or not necessarily uncomfortable, but like. Aren't normal edits and cuts uh, just to throw you off. Like, it's designed or, to make you feel... Uh, we never even talked about mess, it. A little bit uh, disconnected, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we see the trees and there's, like, that distortion, mm. like, you oh, don't yeah. even notice it, and it's like you see it out of the corner of your eye, and then you look at it, and by the time you look at it, it starts to go away. Mm-hmm. But it's like he has a, a, a wave filter across, like, big spanning shots. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then you yeah. notice it. And then as the camera turns the other way, it, like, goes away. Mm-hmm. With a lot of stuff like that, like, really trying to make the viewer feel like it's Uncomfortable in, and, like, creeped out. And, that, like, it's in the 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 dementia with these two right. people, which I thought was really good. Yeah, I it, agree. It's not a perfect movie, but... No. Number one for me, which I actually did really like, was the three bag- the revelation of the three beggars. Because mm. I did not put that together at all when I saw the constellation. Yeah. Like, the picture of the constellation has the deer, the... Oh, yeah. It, it has, has all the animals, are like, yeah, around didn't it. didn't even put it, it no, like over yeah. my head. Well, that hit me, like, as I like I saw when they showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, weren't those the animals that were there? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And like, it was actually a really great moment, and I put that on here for a legit... Um, a real reason. Real reason. Number two is for having more balls than the Green Inferno. 
Have you seen The Green Inferno? No. The entire thing of that movie, you know what I'm talking about. The, the Eli Roth movie, like Cannibals. And... No. I, I have no okay. idea what The Green Inferno is. It, it, it was one of those movies that was advertised where they would only show the audience going like, Oh, oh yeah. Bro, sick! And they dance around female circumcision the entire movie, uh. right? It starts with them in this class talking about tribes and stuff. It's like they would cut, you know, female circumcision, and it still happens in parts of the world where they don't know any better. And the the main characters are so pissed about it, you know, like how dare they? And then the girl gets captured at the end, and they're like preparing her to get this to happen to her. And they've literally been building up to that moment. And I'm not saying like, yeah, fuck yeah, cut it, (laughs) yeah. But they're building up to that so much that everyone in the audience is like. But then, of course, she gets, like, rescued at the last second. Oh, bullshit. This one fucking blindsides you out of nowhere. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Because ah! you don't know what the fuck she's going to do with those scissors. I thought she was going to keep fucking up Willem, poor Willem Dafoe over yeah. there. Nah. Nah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So but for having more balls than Eli Roth in fair. the Green Inferno. What uh, is number three? Number three is Jenkins the Unkillable. Really, <laughs> the Unkillable Crow! <laughs> we need to do, like... A super cut of the movie, which is just his scenes. Just <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I put Jenkins the semi unkillable because <laughs> yeah, he does eventually die. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. But All right, not without like a lot of effort. <laughs> uh, I have sort of a oh, a write up for this. Okay, go for it. So we heard Criterion's write up from the beginning of this. Um, <laughs> this is this is the least funny one I've ever written. But it was literally my mental process. Okay. Because I was trying to work it out. I was like, I don't know what to say. And this is what I wrote. Sexual relations between consenting adults vary in scope person to person. And I am firmly in the camp of, if you both agree, then it's fair game. But I can't. I just keep thinking about bloody chits. (laughs) That's the last (laughs) thing I wrote. (laughs) I just, just bloody jizz. Fuck. Uh... I just saw bloody jizz. I can't do it. After Smash Balls. <laughs> Which was the original name for Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh. This is where they... This is their favorite Antichrist movie. was the original name for Smash Mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's well, that, that has fair. been uh, Criterion Knots on Antichrist by Lars von Trier. You know what, though? This movie, it's still better than still better than Eraserhead. That's your, your bar? I fucking hate Eraserhead so much. Yeah. It's. I said Solo was better than Eraserhead. I, enjoyed, I think you did. I enjoyed the experience of Solo more than I enjoyed because Eraserhead still didn't make any fucking sense. At least there's a goddamn like progression of time and thought going through this one. You know what the the what still sticks in my head from Eraserhead uh, is when he chickens? looks at. No, not even that. It's when he looks at the kid, and then they cut back to him and he's sick, and he goes, "Oh, you are sick." Every once in a while, I'll think of that moment, and I don't know why. Uh, metaphors fuck, fuck david lynch um well we're gonna we're on a mission to find one that you hate more yeah that's that's the ultimate mission so far not i mean we've been trying it's yeah. not for lack of trying because lord knows like i said these are the movies that i feared all criterion movies would be i didn't think there'd be anything redeeming about any of them and there's there's something redeeming about all of them but they're they're not i mean you could probably make that argument about most movies yeah they're well not all movies but there's you know, there's the eating your your fruits and vegetables of movies. Like there's there's kinds that are just straight up candy bars, and then there's kinds where you're like, I can tell that this is like healthy for me in some way, 
but I don't want to eat it, but I will because it'll increase my vocabulary later. I can I can say that I know what people are talking about when they make that thing, and I can. But instead of comment on it, I can just sit quietly and nod and go, mm-hmm. "Bloody jizz, mm-hmm. bloody jizz." <laughs> this movie gave us bloody jizz and smash balls. Hey now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we watching next? Uh, well, do you want to do in the realm of the senses? Yeah, let's do it in the realm of senses. We'll do it in the realm of the senses. I think there's some is, full pen in that. Uh, I believe so as well. It's on uh, Hulu. Hulu. Let me check our, our email real quick before we get out of here, which you can email criterionauts at gmail.com and follow us, Criterionauts, on Twitter. One moment. Brian, keep talking. I will keep baba talking. Baba booey, baba Um. I was looking up, like I oh, said My before. phone just died. Oh, okay, So I guess good. we're skipping emails. Well, skipping emails. <laughs> good. Because I was just about to say how hungry I was. Oh, okay. Well, I I think we do have some emails, but we'll save it for next time. Right, which is going to be, episode. we already have two other episodes recorded and then this one, so it's going to be, be a while. while. We'll get to them. <laughs> Again, don't expect timely responses on any emails. Yeah, but thank you for writing in. We appreciate and for listening. it. Uh, so we'll put up your raw audio of you watching if you want to hear lots of silence and then the a lot occasional... of silence and, and occasional Ugh. Uh, although i do give a little bit of a character synopsis on willem defoe's character at the end of the movie oh okay uh for for our eager listeners if you want to check that out that'll be part that's part of the, should the audio I, package should I, if i look at it can i see where there's like nothing happening just cut out flat probably i don't beats? know i don't know what it looks like oh, okay. as on waveform i guess so. you could, you'll sure be able to does. tell if it's like 30 minutes long i didn't do that on the feed <laughs> We'll take a look, right. um, but yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be the raw audio. So you know, listen at your own discretion. The raw audio, radio, 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 which is a new show I'm starting. Ugh. morning show, <laughs> new morning show. Well, this has been another episode of Criterion's. We'll see you next time for In the Realm of the Senses. I have been Criterion, not Ryan, and I've been Criterion, not Brian. Haley, Haley, which I'm really shocked you still do that.